Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and I'm Michael. Ooh. Hey, back. um, what? How's it going? Hey, uh, goes. You motherfucker. Whoa, what? Don't forget to tell the kids to follow us on Twitter before this one gets banned. Um, oh. Yeah, at Intel Saviors Pod. Remember that, kids. The new Twitter feed because the old one is no longer with us. May she rest in peace. So, mm-hmm. and I've been uh, already put in Twitter jail a few times, so I'm gonna have to fucking ratchet down the uh, calling people cunts. Evidently, otherwise, it's gonna be another one. We'll be starting over from scratch again. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> and pretty much that is the only way to uh, alert people of the show, other than the uh, handful of people that follow us on Facebook, which I don't even know how many people got on there—a couple hundred on our page, because. Facebook's the devil, Eric. I don't know if the you're worried. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it, the internet and social media are both one of the greatest things ever and one of the worst things ever to happen to humanity. Mm-hmm. I agree. It sounds weird to say it, but that that's true. Like, there's so much information and there's so many things that you can get at the hand of your fingertips uh, that you couldn't 20 years ago. Um, and it's phenomenal. Uh, the problem is, is that when you give that kind of information and power to dumb motherfuckers who don't know how to appropriately um, assess the information that they're getting, they have no critical thinking skills whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So then that allows... Um, you know, people who have serious psychological issues to thrive in these little dens and cubbies, dark corners of the internet, yeah, and spread their absolute fucking nonsense, and then dumb motherfuckers go, you know what? He sounds smart. I think he's right. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Just because they sound smart doesn't mean they are smart. Yeah, I mean. I mentioned Eero before we started. I wanted to touch on Alex Jones. I was going to hold off, but I guess since we're kind of going right into this, because he's a perfect example, him and uh, QAnon and all the other right-wing trolls out there that have a nice little following, the Michael Chernovs of the world and people like that. Um, I have mixed emotions because I know we were kind of gloating, or at least I was, as making jokes about Alex Jones losing his platform. And, you know, I've heard the argument... Um, like I watch Bill Maher every week. Um, I don't agree with everything he says, but I usually enjoy most of his nonsense. And yeah, he's always a defender. Even like when Roseanne got kicked off for her Twitter shit and stuff, he always is one to defend people for the free speech thing because his thing is, look, she you didn't know, get kicked off of Twitter. She got fired from her job. Well, yeah, because of statements like anybody she made, should. Because she made you know jokes. You're on a Twitter racist piece of shit. You should be fired from your job. No, and I don't want to get into her, but she had said so many things on Twitter before and even actually verbalized them in interviews and on other formats where the fact that ABC even brought her back to do that show. Yeah, was, yeah. I mean, so that's that's like the Trump thing. Like, oh, I bet there's a tape of him saying the N-word. It's like, Duh. does that even matter? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like, do you even need to hear that at yeah. this point? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. 
but you know he makes the point about Alex Jones being kicked off all the platforms and all the all the libs and stuff are all excited about it. and he's like you know we still it's still free speech and I agree with him I mean to a point I think when you're talking like the social media you know, especially Twitter which I have been banned from Twitter you know and I'm not promoting um you know, going out and overthrowing the government if my president, which his is Trump, you know, gets impeached or something, which he has mentioned things like that before, even though now he'll deny it. And it's, but those four, those platforms, they do have the right still. Like I said, I've yeah, been banned. That's they have their the right platform. To, they have the right to kick yeah. people off. And it's not like he's silenced. I mean, that's one thing well, I've heard a few people on the left in the middle say, well, this is a bad precedent. Well, he's not silenced. He still has his website. He yeah. still got his po- he podcast his show out. I mean, I've been listening to it this week because I wanted to see where his mind was because I figured he's losing his shit. And because it's entertaining and I could report back to the people who don't listen to the crazy cause like I did during the election and I was throwing out some shit. Um, it's similar now. It's funny. You know, like I said, he's got his own platform still. He's got his own site, which anybody could do that. You know, we've got this silly fucking nonsense we do, and it's out there, and it's on 15 different podcasting sites, and anybody can listen to this shit anytime they want. Now, I guess individual podcasting sites, if they want, can start kicking us all off. And if they do that, then that would be an issue. But again, he's out there. I could still find him very easily and listen to him if I want. So it's... It is a catch point too. I mean, it's a valid point because as a democracy, the pretty much the main foundation of all democracies is free speech. So you don't want to take it lightly. But then again, you know, sometimes people, they put out, like you said, this ridiculous rhetoric that does more damage and harm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, sometimes you have to censure people. You know? And I'm all I'm all down for free speech, but the problem is that you when you put it's just like the internet when you put it in the hands of dumb, uneducated motherfuckers, mm-hmm. only bad things are going to happen. Yeah, only think, bad things. Nothing good is going to come out of that. Uh, someone like him, though. I mean, I don't. I mean, he's not a stupid guy. I mean, he's able to manipulate people to buy into his shit. So, I mean, he's he's intelligent enough. He knows what he's up to. He's an evil genius, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd lose the word genius, you know, <laughs> very lightly in this case. But um, it's like Trump. It's like we could shit on Trump all we want talk about what a dumb fuck he is. But that dude was able to snooker fucking enough people to vote for him that he's president. And he still, no matter what he says or does, has 35, 40% of people who are on his side. It's it's mind-boggling. But Yeah, I don't know. we got dumb motherfuckers out there. Oh, but what I wanted to report, because like I said, I I do for the listeners things so they don't have to. Like I will listen to a little Alex Jones. Um, So I've figured out from listening to Alex this week, just a little bit here and there. So I may have missed bits and pieces of the real pertinent stuff. Of course, he had Roger Stone on like three times in the past couple weeks since he got kicked off his platform. Um Roger Stone, so great. Go watch the Netflix show. Is it called "Give Me Roger Stone" or "Get Me Stone"? Or uh, give your- yeah, "Give Me Roger Stone," I think is what it's called, or something. It's definitely worth a peek. It's like an hour long. Go check it out. So, <laughs> of course, they're on there. So I found out this is why um, all these, like you know, I Apple and Facebook, all these major, you know social platforms have got rid of him because see when Trump took over now this is this isn't me speaking this is coming from Alex Jones and Roger Stone and them when Trump took over he told all the social media companies you fuckers aren't going to be limiting the speech of you know right wingers basically and stuff and shadow banning people and blah 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 and all this and he scared them because they saw the power that he had you know but now because Things are starting to hit the fan in Trump world. Uh, the Democrats and the elitists feel emboldened because they feel like this is the end of Trump because they're going to you know, win this election. They're going to impeach him, and he's basically gone at that point. So now they feel emboldened where they can use their might to start uh, banning people. So his thing was 
because it's so close to election, they feel like they already have it on their side, that they got rid of him, and they're doing it to other right-wingers too, evidently. I don't know who, but he had like some guy on his show last week who evidently had lost his YouTube platform and stuff as well, and he's another He's like an Alex Jones light from like yeah. Australia or something, I guess. I don't know. He had some accent. So evidently the, Alex Jones was just the first salvo. You know, now they're going after all the right wing psychos. So the premise of it is, is because, you know, Alex Jones speaks the truth and he lets people know what's really going on. So they're silencing him and other right wingers because the Democrats and the deep state are about to stage a major event so they could steal this next election so they can overthrow Trump. Uh. Yeah. So I just, I'm just letting everybody know out there what the deep state and the libs are up to, how evil they really are, and that this is part of the whole master plan. So just be on the lookout. Something major is going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be, some kind of a terrorist attack or... I don't know, but they're gonna do something. You can't, you can't trust the libs, Eric. They're always up to no good, man. Yeah, let me deep, tell you. That deep state. I bet QAnon's all over it. Oh yeah, you know, you know that Q is. I probably should get on. How do you even read into that? Is it like Reddit or something? On Reddit. I guess I got to get in on that next. Yeah. So I can inform our listeners of what's about to happen. Yep. You need to make your own and say you have a P-level security clearance. Yeah. You know, I actually did have the uh, top-secret security clearance when I was in the military. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Was it P-level security it clearance? Wasn't, it wasn't P-level. See, then I'm, I've already got one up on you then. But. <laughs> was I it even Q-level? I don't even. I didn't even know what that was until we were talking about that story. I mean, granted, nobody I, knows what it is. Uh, I mean, I know that they have like higher levels than TS, of course. I mean, I mean, yeah, they have. It's funny because, like, I watched some of these alien things, and I saw like Bill Clinton on this one thing one time where he was talking about like when he got in office, he asked about like the UFOs and aliens and if he could get some of the information they had on Roswell, and they're like. No, you don't have a high enough clearance for it. It's like, I'm the fucking president. It's like, yeah, you're not authorized. <laughs> it's like, goddamn. So I don't know what Q is, but I wonder if it's higher than what the president can see. Like if this dude can get into the Roswell files, because I'm curious. Now, that's some information I'd like to see. <laughs> I'm not, hey, man, I ain't fucking joking. See them aliens. But anyway, so I don't know, but... I guess that's my next mission when I get... I'll have to try and find QAnon on Reddit so I can start reporting. Because there'll, there'll be some more crazy shit, you know, before the election come out, I'm sure. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to get... I'll I get in a little bit on that because it kind of goes into some of the uh, Trump talk that we have to get into, speaking of um, that kind of bullshit. But um, before we do that... You said that you were going to go see Black Klansman. Yep. So you I, you did that, and I had to go see a movie too. So <laughs> let's do let's do this. Let's have our movie like you give your little fucking Rotten Tomatoes review on uh, Black Klansman, then I'll discuss the movie that I saw. We'll see if we'll see if they are similar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what movie you saw, but uh, so yeah, Black Klansman, uh, directed by Spike Lee. Um, I I don't know if I said it on air or if it was off air, um, but I was like, I haven't ever been a huge Spike Lee fan. I did like Malcolm X um, and Do the Right Thing, but beyond that, I think most of his other films are pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. If anybody's butthurt about that, I'm sorry, but it's just the truth as far as I'm concerned. Um but I was pretty interested to see this one, um, given the times that we live in and all that stuff. Uh, plus, I'd never heard the story before. Uh, the film itself, uh, as a standalone, it was good. I liked it. Very impactful. Um, the ending is... Uh, it's pretty... Uh, well, what's the best way to put it? Um, for me, it was emotional. 
Um, I'm not going to give it away, but but the the things that I am disappointed about the film is reading up on the actual story. Um, it seems like Spike Lee took a lot of liberties with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost seems somewhat calculated. Uh, so I started doing some research and stuff and um, come to find out that Spike Lee uh, had been paid over $200,000 to help a pro-police campaign in New York City. Hmm. To try and, uh, you know, make uh, the black community and police a little bit more, like, more cohesive and a little bit of better relationships and stuff like that. And after seeing the film and now knowing that, it almost seems like it's an extension of that campaign. Hmm. Um, Given the fact that, so in the story, the black police officer in Colorado Springs, Colorado... Uh, infiltrates the KKK and their whole goal is to take them down because they're racist pieces of shit. Um, at the very beginning of the film, they lightly sprinkle in this uh, scene where he is going undercover into uh, a Black Panther rally uh, where this gentleman's coming to speak and he's you know, kind of a big name. Um, and so he's going into there and you know, they all huddled together, all, him and the other investigators, and like, oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. And, the, you know, the chief is like, well, if you guys think that, blah, 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 blah. But in reality, like, yes, the guy did infiltrate the KKK. He actually even has a little card saying that he's a member <laughs> and all that <laughs> stuff, a black guy. <laughs> um, all this stuff, you know, definitely did recordings over the phone with David Duke. Um even took a picture with him. Uh, Duke didn't know who he was at the time. <laughs> um, but they, they play that in the film too. But the majority of what him and his investigation team did was go after Black Panther groups huh. and affirmative action groups. Odd. Yes. So in the film, it's, oh, these cops, even some of them are white and they're doing good against racism. And it's like, well, that's not exactly what they did. <laughs> like, they, yeah, they went after the KKK, but they mainly went after black affirmative action groups. So where exactly is the racism thing playing in there? Um, again, I do think the film is good. I just wouldn't really necessarily say that it's a true story entirely. There's a lot of things that were left out and there was a lot of things that were put in that just never happened. That's why they always tell you at the beginning, based on true events, (laughs) it's very loosely based on true events. So I I would still recommend seeing it, but you know, don't, don't think again, you got to take it with the context of it is a movie, you know, Uh, but there are some pretty powerful moments in it. And I think, you know, I think it does have a really good message. Um, I just think it gets lost when it comes to some of the things that they decided to leave out or to put in to um, heighten the you know idea that these cops were fighting racism. Well, I mean, it's the like like you said, it's the premise of it's a good premise anyway. Just the whole you know the black cop coming in helping infiltrate the KKK. To, oh yeah. The bones of it are really good, and it's this. Like I said, I mean, anytime you see these biopic type movies, you know about half of what you're seeing is complete bullshit yeah. to begin with. But it is also going to be based on the fact that Spike Lee tends to make a certain type of movie, and he usually has an agenda, and he tries to work a message in. So of course he's yep. going to steer it that way. And I saw him do an interview on the Daily Show. Um, about it, Trevor Noah, and he, he, I mean, he mentioned, you know, he said, yeah, we definitely, you know, had to use some liberties and do some things. I, I mean, you got to fit things in a certain way, but he did. I, I mean, I know you don't want to give it away and I, I don't really know how it ends. I mean, like I said, last time on the show, he mentioned like Spike Lee mentioned this on the, you know, the interview. So I don't think it's a big secret, but how he kind of brought present day Charlottesville into it. 
and um, you know brought the Heather Heyer girl. Like I know he said something about he used her image and some different stuff in the movie toward the end of the movie. Um, and he said that like he, a lot of the responses he was getting was like you know where theaters would be, you know it's you know a bunch of white people in the theater scene with black people and at the end of the movie like even some of the white people would be like turn to the black people and be like, man, we're so sorry. And like hugging them and stuff like this. And I'm like, that sounds rather odd and made up. <laughs> but, yeah. It seemed a little made up, but sure. Spike, whatever you like, say. I didn't, so, I didn't walk out of the theater and look at a black man and give him the fist. Like, yeah, brother. You, it's like, you didn't, no. you didn't do the fucking black power fist nope. to him. And no, nope. I guess it, it wouldn't be black power if you did it, but. You didn't like fucking fist bump him and then blow it up? <laughs> no. Nor say I'm so sorry. Maybe you just didn't really get the whole depth of the movie, Eric. It just didn't touch you in that right No, way. it's because yeah. I am not a racist piece of shit. And <laughs> if I do come across somebody who is a racist piece of shit, I tell them to their fucking face. And I challenge you them. You think that's what it was? It's people that were like... Like not full blown racist, but well, there definitely there are those out have, there that they're they're not like full blown, but they don't necessarily associate with anybody other than white people. Yeah, sometimes it's just where you live, where you grow up. It's you know, me and my wife. It, we've talked about it. I think everybody's had this discussion before. It's just like it's if you like my kids, you know, talk about them. Like if they start a new school tomorrow, you walk in the cafeteria. You're a white kid, half the cafeteria is white, half the cafeteria is black. You know, they're setting at the tables. You're going to go sit at the white people because that's where you're more familiar. Well, it's, it doesn't make. I think it's more like the, uh, the NFL commentator scenario where, you know, anytime it's a black guy, he's extremely athletic, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And anytime it's a white guy, oh, he's really smart. Yeah. It's like, he's a quarterback on the field yeah. he brings his he brings his lunch pill to work with him every day <laughs> you know it's like it's not extra it hours. is racist but not like full-blown oh it he's yeah. he's better at football because he's black and he's got extra muscles racist <laughs> not jimmy the greek racist <laughs> yeah well you see what they did was they took the big black and they, they made it with the, the big black woman and then it's like oh jimmy <laughs> you had a good career oh pal. man well, I mean, I don't know. I, I do want to see yes, it. Yes, I would it's say see it. I would definitely say see but, it. But I'm with you. I, um, I'm i older, so I remember like when Do the Right Thing and all those types of movies came out back in the day. So I saw them when I was a younger man. Um, but I'm with you. Like the newer movies he's put out, uh, I've seen bits of people. I just... I'm with you. I think Spike Lee is like. I mean, he had his. He had a niche, and he had a few movies that really did something. You know, got his name out there. But uh, yeah, he just doesn't really do it for me. So I was, I was kind of holding off. But then I have heard a lot of good things about it, um, and I knew it was going to be mostly bullshit and stuff. But I'm too lazy, unlike you, to go do research on it. <laughs> I would have just watched it and half the time been thinking. Yeah, I wonder if this part's real, if this part's bullshit. That's pretty much the way I would engage. It's like, this seems like bullshit to me. Eh, this seems like it could have feasibly happened. <laughs> That's pretty much would have been how I worked it. But, um, I mean, it, but yeah, I'll definitely check it out. You know, I'll probably wait till it's a DVD and my T-Mobile Tuesday comes through and I get my free voodoo movie and I'll probably rent it. <laughs> but, I mean, I love it now because theater movies go to like on demand oh, within usually about three yep. months anyway. So quick, you know, I'll buy before Christmas. I'll be getting to check it out. Um, so that was pretty good. I'll have, I'll definitely have to check that out still. Um, cause I am interested in it, but I didn't go see that. I, on the other hand, went and saw the, the black Panther of the Asian movies, <laughs> which was, so super crazy rich Asians or whatever <laughs> crazy rich crazy Asians. rich Asians yes because the wife of course wanted to see it because she wanted to support her peeps so for people I've, I'm sure most people have seen the previews and stuff it's a rom com I saw like I mean, one preview yeah, and I'm like what I mean, the hell is this and then like I, I hear about <laughs> it from everybody I still have never seen another preview but I've heard about it from it, a bunch of people it actually 
has done pretty well in the theater, amazingly enough. I think it was like the number one movie uh, last week. I think it's pulled in about $40 million or so. Yeah. Uh, pretty good, because this is totally off-season for movies. Um, but, so it's, I don't know, this is weird. Like, I... This is being the white guy and just not giving a shit about other things. Like, I'll go see a movie that's got mostly black people in it or Hispanic, whatever. I don't give a shit. It's like, if the movie looks good, I'll go see yeah. it. I don't think about that. But, like, when Black Panther came out, because, you know, pretty much 99% black cast, directed by a black guy, written by... I mean, so, it was made such a huge deal um, in the black community. And I got... I'm not going to lie, dude. I got really beaten down by it because I'm like, it's, it's a movie and I get it. I mean, cause I'm white. I guess I don't understand. Like that's a big deal, but I'm like, there's a lot of black movies out there. I'm like, look at how many Medea movies there are. That's a joke. Don't get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, the, it, it's like, I, I'm used to seeing black people in movies and having lead roles in movies and stuff. So I guess for me, it was like, okay, it's a black action hero movie, but it's still a movie. And, but it was really good. It, they made it out to be the greatest movie of all time. I got really beaten by it. And I saw him like, it's a pretty good movie. But, you know, yeah, like, Thor Ragnarok was better than this. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say greatest of all time. I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed the hell out uh-huh. of it. But oh, yeah, greatest, no. Sorry, but no. So this one comes out, and it's similar, but Asian people are not as bombastic as black people. And if you're on Twitter, and black people that listen to us on who are on Twitter know that there is black Twitter and it's not a different Twitter. It is the same Twitter as everybody else, but there is a subset that they could call black Twitter. Shit will trend on there and stories and crazy hashtags and shit that it's meant for black people only. And it's black inside jokes and white people. It's like, if you get involved in this, you're going to get your ass handed to (laughs) just stay back and watch the fun, the fun. And that's fine. I mean, I, I mean, like whatever there's i look at it this way there's enough fucking right-wing racists on twitter and stuff that do their shit and i don't fucking pay yeah. attention you know what i mean it's like everybody needs their outlets i guess but there's not really an asian twitter so i don't really see as much i, I there's a few people that follow us or i follow or you know different things uh, i just this has nothing to do with anything else, but like I, I'm, I'm the wrestling geek and I watch a lot of Japanese wrestling stuff, so I follow all that shit. So I have Asian uh, people I follow and that actually follow us back and stuff. And I'm not near the buzz, but they did make a big deal about it in some ways because this is the first uh, movie. I, they said there was another one. I don't remember what it was. I don't think it must have been a major release. This is like the first major release that basically everybody in it is Asian, but they did point out the big thing was they're Asian Americans. All these are Asian American or Asian Brits. I think some of them are Asian British, uh, but you know, so that was a big deal and stuff. So, and with my wife, there's not a lot of Asian stuff to watch. Like there's a show on TV right now that's predominantly Asians and that's fresh off the boat. And, um, it's a comedy. And I say that, lightly because i don't think it's that funny but i have to watch it (laughs) because it's the wife you know we have to we have to support the asians and and i I tell the wife i said it's it's weird because like i see a little bit of stuff like oh you know white people don't understand and i'm like yeah i kind of i guess i don't because i never really think about it because you know we have been a predominantly white country since the conception of it since we stole the land from the indians yeah you know, and murdered all of them. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I guess I don't think about it because I'm like, you know, they, I'm like, well, I don't understand why they make it such a big deal. I'm guarantee if you go to Japan or you go to China stuff, all their movies are all Asians. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure you can find it if you really want. My wife watches uh, like Thai shows and stuff and she watches all these movies. So I was like, yeah, there's no white people on these shows and I'm not that upset about it. <laughs> You know, it's like, I, I think it's people get so upset and they kind of freak out and they push things so much. And I'm like, it's just based on where you are, man. It's just the way it is. Demographics are changing. Yeah, but so like there, no other country has really been said to be the melting pot except for America. No, but and that's considering I'm- the majority of our movies are predominantly male white driven. 
that's why yeah. people are upset. It's like, well, how can you sit there and say that we're multicultural with a melting pot and we're only pushing one narrative? Yeah, that to I be was, a hero, you need to be white and male. Um, you know what? I mean, the only thing I could say to that, and when and and this came up, you know, because I I'd heard this before, and I was talking to one of the, or my teens about and stuff because we we're seeing the movie. And they're like, oh, why are they kind of making a big deal about this? This is my my Asian steps, and I'm like, well, yeah, they make a big deal. It's like you know, first all black kind of cast, pretty much with a black superhero and this and that. And they're like, oh, why don't you know, why don't they write more characters? I'm like, well, because most of these characters are written in the 60s by white guys. That's why I said you can't really get that offended. I mean, I, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. It's like, but there's a lot of talented black people out there that could make comic books and do their own superheroes. And and you see an adjustment. I mean, some of the newer the newer superhero characters. I mean, I don't keep up with it a ton, but uh, a little bit here and there. The new Marvel characters. There's a lot more female characters. Um, more. There's more black characters. I mean, the diversity's there, and I think as things progress, you're seeing it. I mean, there's pretty much any show on television, even if it is a predominantly a white show, there's always going to be, you know, uh, some black characters on it or Asian characters, Hispanic. And I told my wife, I was like, I go, well, Asians are making progress. I go, you have a whole TV show and now a whole movie. <laughs> I said, you're really doing it. And she's kind of like, yeah. I said, if I was pissed, I mean, this isn't take a shot at black people, but like every movie, like or show, has to have always like if there's a minority character, it's always a black character. I'm like, if I was really want to get mad if I had somebody, I'd be pissed if I was Hispanics because they're like 16, 17 percent of the population out, and there's like no Hispanic shows and like no Hispanic leads in movies. Yeah, or anything. if they are, they're gangbangers. Yeah, I'm like, if I was Hispanic, I'd be fucking. I'd be like, hey, dude. What the it's fuck? just like if uh, you're Middle Eastern, you're always the terrorist. Yeah, and that's bullshit too, man. But, uh, you know, I mean, you're seeing some of it change a little bit. I mean, it's a slow roll. It's like the whole Me Too movement and some of the women's movement stuff. I mean, you're seeing more women get elected to Congress. and so, I mean, Hillary should have been president. I mean, I know she didn't get it. And I didn't. I wasn't a fan of hers. Voted for her anyway. I'm not a fucking idiot. Like some people are like, I don't like her. I'm not going to fucking vote for her. Okay, well, thanks for Trump. Go fuck yourself. Um, but, I mean, still, it's like we are going to have a woman president within the next 20 years. It's guaranteed. I mean, I, I'd put money on it. I really would. And it might be in the next election, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, people like that, they're considering running. There's, I mean, there's a hell of a possibility that, even if it maybe not as uh, president, but VP, I'd say probably come next election. Um, unless something terribly, terribly wrong happens and Trump <laughs> remains in office. Um, but I mean, there is progress there. So, but I mean, I think it's like I said, from the white perspective, I think it's kind of funny because they get real excited. And I'm just like, I don't know, I guess. I mean, I don't give a shit if there's any white people in the movies, if the movie looks good. Like, I just. But, like, you know, it's conditioned. This is that. And I don't call it white privilege. I just call it that fucking, like, that blind spot that white people have where you just don't think about that shit because we have been the majority for so long. Yeah. You know, I just. But when people complain or bitch about certain things, it's like, you know, you kind of got to understand. I mean, there's the way the countries are set up. I mean, like you said, this is a melting pot country and stuff. But. It started off as, you know, a white country. Let's be honest. I mean, it was, you know, you had the fucking, the, the Spanish, which are white. I mean, they really are. Uh, the You know, the English and the Italians and Germans. Everybody comes over, you know. And then, and I understand the slave aspect of it. And then, of course, you know, with the Hispanics. and But everything kind of matriculates. And then with immigration over the last, you know, what, 40, 50 years, you know, we've had a lot more Asians come in and... Uh, and when I say Asians, I also include like Indians and uh, and Middle Easterners, and so the population demographic has changed a lot. It's like, dude, my street, like everything, every different person lives on my street. I mean, we've got like legitimate Africans, <laughs> like two houses down. I've got a Puerto Rican family next door to me. I got a Hispanic family across the street. Uh, a few houses down, we got an Asian family. Um, there's some Indian people that live. I, it's, I have a very diverse street, very diverse neighborhood. I mean, it's like when I took my, uh, 
son, when I first moved over this house and we went to the elementary and stuff, I would say maybe a little bit less than half the kids in his class were white, you know? So, I mean, I, it's like, I'm used to it now. Now I understand like older people. And then we've talked about this before. This is why some of the old fucking racist fucking people, because they've always been like, it's all white. What the fuck's going on? You know, cause they look around and everything's changing. I guess for me, it's like, I don't give a fuck because I don't really like people anyway. And I try and avoid them. So I don't give a shit what color they are. I try and stay in my house away from everybody. I don't care. I don't mingle with my neighbors, but like, I don't give a fuck. Like I, it doesn't, it just, it means nothing to me. And then of course now I'm, you know, I, my son is half Asian. So he's going to be looked at by all white people as Asian, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. This is a funny thing. I tried to explain this to my wife when we had the kids. I was like, you know, all the white people are going to look at him and say he's Asian. All the Asians are going to look at him and say he's white. I say, because nobody ever wants to claim like a mixed kid. <laughs> they always like, oh, he's not pure. He's not one of us, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's been that way, dude. Like all of her Asian family and friends, they look at him. They're like, oh, he looks just like Michael. You know, that's, 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 he's a white kid. <laughs> And all my family, when they first saw him, they're like, oh, he looks just, he looks like Shatan, he's Asian. <laughs> I'm like, it's just the way it is. So, but I mean, like, I thought it was funny, though. The movie's not bad, you know, and like I said, it's, it's if you got a fucking girlfriend or your wife and they're in there, that shit, take them to see it, dude. It's not a bad movie. And if you're into Asian women, there's a few hots in there, so it's not too bad. And it's it's not a complete, complete thrashing. It's got some really funny parts in it and stuff. And you know, Asians represent. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think people can go a little overboard with the you know like everybody saying that Black Panther was the greatest movie of all time just because it had majority black cast and crew. Um, but that, I think that also goes the other way too. I mean, as it has for who knows how long ever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another recent example is uh, a video game is coming out here later this year. I think in October, maybe. Uh, it's Battlefield Five. Are you familiar with the Battlefield franchise? Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is taking place in World War Two, and they showed off a trailer. And the main person in the trailer was a woman, female British soldier. Hey now. Um. Which then all the misogynistic fucking douchebags that play video games were like, there were no women in World War Two, And they're all like, ban the game because there's a woman in there. Um, and then when everybody's like, uh, well, just quit being a sexist piece of shit. And they're like, oh, well, it's not just that. It's also because it's historically inaccurate. Oh, yeah. It's like... Uh, it's a video game, you dumb shit. Like, yeah, if it, if it was a, a act, like real-world actual kind of simulation, then the instant you get shot in the foot, game should be over. <laughs> but it's not. It takes a full fucking clip for you to die. That ain't mm-hmm. how it happens in real life, dumb fuck. Um, but EA, uh, which I'm not a fan of EA, I think they're kind of the evil empire of video game industry. Mm-hmm. But uh, their well, lead creative director, I can't remember what his title was. Um, he came out and he's like, well, the people who are complaining are just uneducated. <laughs> I just flat out. <laughs> uh, which I was like, all right, I like this guy. Because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like it's a video game. And that's what he said. He's like, it's a video game. Like, yeah. we're not trying to be historically accurate. Like, it's all it's. a Yeah, we're basing it around world war ii but it, i mean the woman's got a prosthetic arm and a uh, cricket bat with barbed wire around it like that's not <laughs> historically accurate you know you don't think you're not focused on that you're focused on the woman and then since he pointed that out then all of a sudden all the misogynist guys are like oh well it's because she's got a prosthetic arm and a cricket bat with barbed wire around it and they're like no um so you just said, you know, if, if you don't want it, then don't buy it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then that started a whole fucking campaign amongst these fucking douchers. Uh, they started, I think it's a hashtag. It's called Go Woke, Go Broke. Uh, 
yeah, so apparently, you know, being uh, inclusionary to other uh, genders and races and the sexual orientations means that they're not going to buy your product. <laughs> it's like, Dude. what? Oh, my God. I fucking hate people so can, much. Can I just say I hate the fucking term woke? Can we stop with that already? Uh, I mean, eh, I'm not it a fan of it either, but I mean. The shit out of me. I'm woke, man. Oh, are you? You're fucking apprised of all the situations that other people are struggling with. You're fucking behind them 100%. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, you dick. But this uh, this whole fucking stupid campaign to ban this game has almost made me want to buy it just to support it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's had the opposite effect on me where I'm like, well, all these other motherfuckers aren't going to buy it. Good. That means I can play the video game and not do multiplayer with a bunch of dipshits. See, um, and you know, sorry, go that, ahead. I was just going to say, you know, that uh, that also reminds me of the, like, the last Star Wars. That um, Asian girl, she was like one of the main characters in it, right? Yeah. Okay, well, even going to the first one, when, uh, I can't think of his fucking name right now, but uh, the the black guy who played the Stormtrooper, everybody freaked out about Black Stormtrooper. Yeah. Like, everybody was giving that Asian girl shit on, like, Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So She, she like, deleted her account. Accounts. Yeah, and I'm like, dude. Oh, what, we can't have fucking, you can have a goddamn hairy fucking, uh, goddamn Chewbacca, Wookiee, that's okay, but you can't have a fucking black person in space, or a fucking Asian girl, it's like, I, what the, I don't understand, that's where I'm, it's, like. No, it, again, it's just what? misogynistic, sexist fucking douchebags. It wasn't misogynistic with the black guy. <laughs> Yeah, not with the black guy, but in racist as well. I mean, they're they're kind of all the same person almost. Yeah. They're kind of all the same fucking douchebag. Um, it's like, but I yeah, they know. they get into a tizzy about this crap and then call liberal snowflakes. <laughs> and and yeah, they I get they get so upset over the dumbest shit uh, because yeah. in their mind, you know, Star Wars, uh, a woman in Star Wars, is Princess Leia in the slave bikini you know uh-huh that to them is what women in star wars should be you know and, and there should be no black guys except for lando because apparently he's okay <laughs> but all other black guys are not okay lando um yeah it's just ridiculous yeah i just it reminded uh, me of have you ever seen parks and rec hell yeah dude love parks love and parks and rec. and rec uh but i think it was the last season when they like flash forward to the future which I always thought was a little weird. Um, but uh, Ben Wyatt was running for, uh, I can't remember what he was running for, congressman or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like debating if Leslie should go into the primary where the female, the wives of the candidates, like do a bake off. Mm. And you know how they thought it was something that they didn't want to do because it, you know, just says that women should be in the kitchen baking and that's not what a woman should be doing. Um, you know, exclusively and stuff. Uh, and then Ben decides to do a calzone cause that's always been his thing. Yep. Uh, instead of a pie. Um, cause it's basically a pizza pie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden this like male activist group shows up <laughs> And the lead guy, he's like, we men have been oppressed as of just recently, and we're tired of it. <laughs> That's true, man. We have been oppressed for too long. As of just recently. Well, I don't know. Everybody needs to slow their fucking roll and quit bitching and complaining about everything. I agree. If you want, don't, There's only one thing to bitch and complain about, Eric. Can, you know can I can I talk about one thing before we get into that? Because God damn it, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> It'll just be bullet points for sure. We'll prolong it. So I, I've been doing a little reading and stuff. Uh, I'm a big nerd. Anybody who's yeah. listened to the podcast and heard me talk about science and shit. So apparently we're very close to the cusp of uh, having a viable quantum computer. Mm. Um, have you read up on any of this? I've heard talk of this. Um, so basically quantum computing is, uh, using 
quantum mechanical phenomena, such as superposition and entanglement, um, in order to do its computing power. Um, best way to kind of describe it is, so a computer reads things as in bits, which are ones and zeros. You know, like one is the on, one is zero is the off. That's how it decodes everything and reads languages, and that's how it runs its operation. When you can get down to the quantum level, you can turn those into basically one and the same, where they are a one and a zero, which basically means the computer can run several applications at a time to solve a problem at a scale that normal, even supercomputers cannot do. I mean, they're talking about how, like, research that would take 60 years can be done in like five minutes with a quantum computer. Mm-hmm. We're talking like, you know, everybody's always talking about how technology is going so fast and, you know, it's all this, these huge leaps and stuff. This is like a massive leap that we have never seen before in human history. Um, so much so that it actually scares a lot of people, including a lot of big minds. Um, I think, um, what's his face? The guy that runs Tesla, Elon no, Musk. He, yeah, he's the psycho anyway. Um, he he thinks that it's going to be the end of humanity. <laughs> um, well, you know why? And this is why I heard the term, because they were talking about AI yeah. and how far we've come in AI now. Yep. I mean, they have like walking, talking robots now that are... You know, and it could do things. And I don't know if you've seen like the thing. I don't know where it was. Harvard, Princeton, one of them fucking yuppie schools where they built like the mechanic, the robot dogs that can like problem solve. Like the dogs figured out how to open doors and shit, <laughs> you know. And if you've seen Black Mirror, they have the mechanical dogs on the one episode. Yeah. Like, people have seen that. They yeah. look just like that. So as soon as I saw the video, I'm like, okay, this isn't good. <laughs> this is going to end poorly. But they were talking about between the advancements in AI and then the quantum computers, if they're, because uh, I think what I heard about, it's just, it was a concept more, you know, they hadn't said anything about them being really close to putting these together. Yeah. But they're saying intermingling those two could be catastrophic <laughs> because yeah. these computers would be so smart and be able to do so much. Like you said, they're so super advanced that they could just be like, you know what? The Mar- This human race is really fucking up. Let's just launch all these nukes, <laughs> just, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it could be bad. It could, so it could be- one, of the, one of the big things with quantum computing that scares a lot of people is the fact that current security and encryption is null and void. Like these computers are so powerful and so smart, like encryption doesn't exist. Like they can just bypass it in a heartbeat. Yep. Um, and that terrifies a lot of people. That means that if somebody is able to get their hands on it, that is not supposed to be with nefarious reasons, they would basically be able to have access to anything they wanted. Anything. Um, so somebody has developed a security system for quantum computing. Um, and it's really genius. Um, it's not, I don't think it could be viable for uh, commercial use, so to speak, just because of the way it works. Uh, but basically what this guy did was, uh, it's an institute in China. Um, they have a satellite that just hovers above them. And then they beam two lasers at it. And uh, have you heard of quantum entanglement? No, I haven't heard that term. Uh, so this is a really bizarre thing. Albert Einstein even said it was spooky. <laughs> um, it's a physical phenomenon which occurs when pairs or groups of particles are generated, interact, and share spatial proximity in such ways that the quantum state of each particle cannot be described independently of the state of the others. So basically, even though they are two particles, they're the same particle. Sounds weird, but this is a real thing. <laughs> uh, okay. The other thing that's strange about it is that these this particle slash particles know somehow know when they're being observed. So if you try to like measure the diameter of the particle, it will vanish. It will go away. Hmm. 
it's it's very paradoxical very paradoxical um and it, like i said any measurement property any measurement of the property of the entanglement makes it disappear it changes back to its original quantum state of being a singular object not a dual object so using this bizarre phenomenon of quantum entanglement uh it secures a connection between two servers uh, so they demonstrated this like a video uh, call. One person was on one end and they were video conferencing the other person on this secure connection. And then they had somebody just try to look in on the conversation and it severed the connection immediately. Because they were two particles, one and the same. And then when somebody tried to observe it, they said, nope, I'm not supposed to be here and <laughs> severed the connection. So pretty freaking ingenious. Um, there's other people that are working on quantum level encryption keys. Like uh, I, if anybody's had a VPN or anything, they know they have that number that generates every 45 seconds or whatever that you have to put into your VPN account in order to have a secure mm -hmm. connection. It's yeah. like that, but on the quantum level. How that exactly is going to work, I'm not sure. Uh, haven't really read too much up on that, but... It's uh, some pretty crazy, crazy stuff. I love quantum mechanics because it's very bizarre. Uh, it gets really almost supernatural-like. Um, and it almost seems like impossibilities. But it's fun things to discuss with your friends because they won't believe it until you actually show them the science. And even then they might disagree with you. Like my buddy was arguing with me about time dilation. And I'm like, no, that's a real thing. <laughs> Do you know what time dilation is? I think we discussed it on the show. Yeah, you brought it up before. Yeah. But yeah, he, he still doesn't believe me. It's like, you realize that that's how GPS works, right? They literally have to change the clock on the satellites because they move at a slower rate than we do down here. Hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't work properly. <laughs> it's a real thing. But anyway, we can. I, that's just a fun thing that I wanted to to put out there. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm not afraid of the future like other fuckers. I think <laughs> quantum computers would be an amazing thing. I can only imagine the applications that we can put to it when it comes to like, you know, cancer research um, or aeronautics. Um, I mean, there, there's so many things that we would be able to put uh, knowledge that we would be able to get in a heartbeat. We, we would be able to know how to solve a problem so much faster than we do now. And, I mean, research could be done so quickly. Uh, you know, I, I think if it was a commercially viable thing, it might be too much because I don't think that a normal person could probably handle <laughs> the amount of information they could get. Mm -hmm. um, it'd probably make people scared and freak out. But I think if applied properly, we could really, really um, do a whole lot of good to the human race using quantum computing man unfortunately Eric, i hate to tell you this but it's like any time something's invented or any type of scientific discovery makes a breakthrough the first thing that the government thinks they give of it is to defense contractors i know <laughs> yeah. I how know. can we weaponize this and I, destroy uh, i already know i i even in this even one of the articles that i read they talked about one of the the leaders who's probably bound to be the first one to get a quantum computer is going to be Lockheed Martin. And it was like, fuck you. Yep. Fuck you. Dun, dun, dun. Suck on that. Yeah. That, that's, well, that's the only thing that I, I hate about the advancement of science is that it's always militarized before anything when it shouldn't be. It should be used for the betterment of humanity. You stupid fucks. Who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and the world will end before that happens. Before they get a chance to use it for no good. Um, you know, they are about to have another round of talks with North Korea. They're working on that, so... Eh. Fingers crossed. Maybe we'll have nuclear holocaust soon. <laughs> um, now, I, I, I... we This is the typical last fucking five, ten minutes of the show. Let's to polish it off with this week in Trump. Um, no, the only th I, I don't really want to go into him too much and his bullshit. Um, I mean, specifically him, but more the the Michael Cohen, all this. I don't care about Manafort's fucking, that's great. He got 
you know, guilty on eight of like what, 17 or 18 counts. 18 counts. Yeah. Eight of 18. So he's looking and that's, that's still enough to put him away for life. Yeah, and people don't realize he still has another trial. Yep. That was just the first one. And th- this trial had nothing to do with Russia. This just had to do with tax evasion and stuff yeah. like that. The next one is actually one of the charges is not registering as a foreign agent. Mm-hmm. So That's in Washington. So good good luck to him. He's going to need it. Fuck um, him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my nice way of saying that. Uh, then, of course, literally, like, Within 24 hours after he gets his guilty pleas, Michael Cohen goes to turn himself in and pleads guilty to eight counts of basically the same financial crimes, two of which being federal election fraud, which were the two payouts he made uh, for Trump, for Stormy Daniels, and I guess Karen McDougal on the other hand, although I was a little, I didn't get all the information on it. I didn't really read up on it because I'm a little beaten by all the nuance and the minutia involved within it. But I think the fascinating thing is today it came down that they granted immunity to, I think his name's David Pecker. I know it's Pecker, which is funny, because I, I read a tweet where someone said, I knew that eventually Trump would be taken down by a Pecker. <laughs> 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 but this is the guy who runs the National Enquirer. And the reason why he was granted immunity is because he is going to testify and it'll be in the same case with Cohen and stuff because, and I talked about it on the show. I think we we discussed because they gave few weeks. Trump gave him money to buy the story. Exactly, and what it was was, you know, Karen McDougal's paid, you know, whatever she got, a couple hundred thousand dollars, whatever it was. The National Enquirer paid her to have her an exclusive on her story. So basically, she signed the rights to that story away. So she couldn't go tell it to anybody else. Otherwise, they could sue her for fucking millions, you know, just screw her left and right. So she sold her story to the Enquirer. And then, of course, they sat on it and didn't put it out. And that was at the behest of Trump with Michael Cohen. So basically, this is what's going to happen. Cohen took the, got the money from Trump and funneled it to the National Enquirer. And this just goes along that where they used campaign funds, most likely. Trump went on like Fox News this morning and said that they they took it out of his money. Well, you better have receipts because I guarantee Michael Cohen does, and he has audio tapes. Um, but there's at least two counts of uh, election fraud when it comes to financials. Those alone are enough to impeach him, but this was what I am excited about. Because we said early on, you're not going to see Trump go down for collusion with Russia. And he keeps pointing out that there's no collusion and and it's not a crime. And he's right. Collusion's not. A conspiracy is. And that's what it'll be tagged as. But like I said, that's a very difficult case to prove, I think, um, because there's there's a lot of layers involved in it. I've, I've read some stuff and seen some of these legal eagles talk about it. But one thing he'll definitely he's going to take a shit on is financial. And I think where he's going to get hammered and it's like these little election things, whatever, this is enough to get his ass in trouble. And it gives the grounds solidly for the Democrats to put impeachment process in place when they take over the house, assuming they will, which I have to imagine based on polling that they're going to take the house back. Uh, Only a couple more months, Eric, we just hang on. (laughs) But the fascinating thing is the state of New York back in June, which I don't know why this didn't get a ton of coverage, but it got some filed lawsuit against Trump and the Trump family based on their foundation for misuse of funds, saying that they were taking in uh, you know, donations to the foundation and spending it you know, on payouts for you know, lawyers and buying shit with it. So Michael Cohen went to the attorney general um, in New York, I think yesterday, and said, hey, I'm here to help. I know everything about what Trump did with that foundation. Use me. And I'm like, you know this dude has tapes. You know he's got memorandum. You know he's got the information. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. This is going to be it finally. And the reason I'm excited about this one is because the federal stuff there is no precedent for a president pardoning himself, 
but because it's such a broad, the, the, the way it's written is so broad, a lot of these constitutional lawyers have said he might be able to get away with it. And we, I've already discussed it with Kavanaugh. If Kavanaugh gets on the bench, which the Republicans are going to try and throw him through here at the beginning of next month. They've already got hearings set for the beginning of September. They're going to try and get his ass on that bench before the election. And they've got the numbers. So I don't see how they're not going to do it. And that dude's basically already said a president could do any fucking thing he wants. I mean, that dude's like, I mean, he didn't say that when he was going after Clinton. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but since then, he's changed his mind on that. And he's basically said, you know, yeah, he could pardon himself. He could do this. So a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, if if he tries to pardon himself, this and that, blah, 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 it'll go to the Supreme Court. Well, guess what? He's got the votes on the Supreme Court. He'll be able to get away with literally murder if he wants and pardon himself. Only for federal. So anything Mueller charges him with, yes, he could pardon himself. On a state level, if he gets indicted by the state of New York for these crimes, these financial crimes with this foundation, he cannot pardon himself from those. He will fucking go to prison if they indict him and they get him before a jury and they find his ass guilty. So this is where the hope lies. I know everybody's still up Mueller's ass and Mueller's doing a great job. I mean, dude, they've indicted half of his fucking oh, yeah. presidential campaign the amount, team. Yeah, the amount of people that they have been able to get either a guilty plea or found guilty at what, the rate at which they're doing is pretty damn impressive. Well, they have five guilties. They got Flynn, Cohen, Manafort, um, that Papadopoulos guy. Papadopoulos, yeah. And, Gate, and Gates. And Gates, yep. And I tell you, you know what? I think I heard another one the other day. There's like another low-level person that no one knew Probably. that they got. I mean, you're talking five or six people. And, that's, and oh, here's another fun. Like, I don't know if you're keeping up with this, but they've got two uh, members of Congress on financial fraud charges, uh, Chris Collins and um, Duncan Hunter of California just got busted the other day. And it looks like those two are in deep shit. And the fun fact is the first two members of Congress to endorse Trump, Chris Collins, Duncan Hunter. <laughs> Everybody a, who's around Trump. And here's the here's another fun fact for the kids out there. The third member to endorse him, Jeff Sessions. So let's just be on the lookout for that. And he's in charge of the DOJ. So to see him. <laughs> get hit with something would be so fucking juicy um i get i mean i don't know it's just something to look forward to i think there's finally some progress there and there's something that looks promising and like i said it basically we talked about this literally the weeks after he got elected like if he goes down it's gonna be for financial crimes and i think that's exactly where this is heading um last prediction because i like the own prediction we talked about this shit I think that you're going to see Trump fire Jeff Sessions. I'm just, I think it's going to be as soon as the election's over. I don't think the Republicans will let him do it before the election because if he does it before the midterms, I think that's going to cost them even more seats because that'll fire up the liberals even more to get off their ass and vote. And it might disparage some moderate Republicans who might fucking go out and vote. So I would say... Within a couple weeks after the midterms, Jeff Sessions is going to get canned. That's my, that's a prediction. I'm just throwing that out there. We'll see if I'm right or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm he. I think he's wanted to for a long time. Mm-hmm. Ever yeah, since I'd, he recu- recused himself. Oh yeah. He's oh, like, he said you it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. So that's. Uh, I'm throwing that little nugget out there. You guys can hold me to it. So next week. This is a this is a show talk for you guys. You just eavesdrop in. Eric, we have to do the show next Wednesday. We gotta make it happen because next weekend for Thursday until the beginning of the following week after the holiday weekend, I'm gonna be in Chicago. I'm gonna be fucking at a podcast and wrestling convention. I'm gonna go to see a couple wrestling shows, independent big shows up there. I got a couple things I'm doing, and uh, when I get back, I'm not I'm. I'll probably do maybe a special edition podcast or I'll do like a quick 30 minute wrap up on uh, my fucking weekend and uh, a wrestling weekend and podcasting weekend up there. So 
I won't make Eric suffer through that, so I might do a little 30-minute, <laughs> just a little special edition show out. And I think I told Eric this before when we started doing this. I said, if you ever got like a, something you want to get on a rant about for 15 or 20 minutes or something by yourself, just throw it together and we'll put it up on the thing as a special edition show. So um, do a show next Wednesday and then maybe take a week off or take a week and a half off and then we'll get back on it when I get back. Maybe that following weekend. We'll see. So... Sounds I don't know, good. man. We'll see what happens next week. Every day there's something going on now. So, Oh, yeah. If anything really big happens and like something like it's looking like some shit's really about to go down, we'll probably have to do like a legit show on fucking Trump instead of just this little five-minute wrap-ups. But uh, like I said, he's in the news so much. It's uh, Trump. Yeah. And- yeah, I think people get enough of it. They don't need to hear it from us. But... um. Like I said, I'll I'll on my uh maybe not for the next show, but I'm gonna do some QAnon research and I'll try and find out what's going on in the world of the uh, psychopath and maybe I'll deliver some goods to you guys next week. Uh, I'll check in on Alex Jones and see if I could find out what this big surprise is that the deep state and the libs are trying to pull over to steal this next election. <laughs> and I'll get back to you guys on that too. Alrighty, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't fucking care. But Check out our uh, Canadian brothers, Podblocked, mm-hmm. and Seven Four Two Evergreen Terrace. Yep. J- tweet, tweet, tweet at Joe pictures yeah. of you with your feet in them. He loves that shit. Hashtag Joe feet. Yep. Uh. Yep. That's it. Adios. <laughs> yep. Peace out, mofos.